Um, it's an all-age service this morning, so I'm kind of chunking things up into three sections so it keeps some people with us and they don't fall asleep through any monologue that I decide that I want to go for for at least 25 minutes now. I'm at Bible College. Um, so we're going to start off with a little bit of a uh, what's-in-the-bag game. Ooh, no, that's, well, that's the reaction I want on Easter Sunday morning. That's good. What's in the now? I've already um, prepared my victims, volunteers, volunteers. Sorry, um, and and I'm going with uh, a theme of the young, the middle, and the old. So, oh, sorry, John, didn't I tell you that? So, John, come on up, re- representing the older generation. I don't know. I don't know what I can say at the front now, John. It's very difficult. I was going to go for Bernard, but we haven't got that time for him to get here. Um, <laughs> bless you, brother. <laughs> I'm on it this morning. <laughs> and Hannah, are you coming up as well? Can you come up with your... Just If she can come off the, the slide. Is Emily coming up as well? Is that? Does she know about this? No. Okay, so there's a few. So, John, would you like to go in there and, and pull something out, please? I don't have to get. All right. What have you found? Oh, it's a very dusty old TV remote. Isn't it? Isn't it just? Do you have my hands now. You, you can snake a stab another item. So, so has anybody ever lost one of these? Yes. Hands up if you lost a TV remote. Yeah, okay. Who, who's got the new Sky one where you can push a button and it beeps? I have. It's very helpful. Let's just put it that way. Very helpful. Right, so that's the first item we've got there. Emily, would you like to pick something out of there for me? Oh, this is my wallet. <laughs> Open it up, moths fly out. You're all right. Uh, this is my wallet, often lost. The elders know this one. There was a reason I lost, lost it once. I said, sorry, I can't come until I found it. So I was going off to college. But whoever has lost their wallet or their purse, yeah, some of the guys putting their hands up for their little clutch bag as well. It's nice. Okay, so we lose things like, okay, look. Right, Hannah, you're nervous. Oh, oh, what's, which one are you having? That one. A bag of marbles. <laughs> Is it? You got it, did you? You, got, you just, for those of you who haven't got the gag, talk to the person next to you. Is there a name on there? Oh, Giles. Giles. <laughs> Is Giles here? Giles, I found your bag of marbles, mate. You know the ones you lost. Yeah, we'll give them to him later. That'll be fine. So that's his little bag of marbles. It's not real. It's just a little bit of a joke. Are you next? Oh. Oh, hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. That'll be. That's mine. That's my booster. Okay, yeah, Gary's just my booster. Compliant for all of those. <laughs> so there's my mobile phone. I don't lose this often, right? But because it's normally right there all the time. Who has lost their mobile phone? Who? Let's look at these hands going. This is fantastic. I'm loving it. You're all very compliant. I love it. Right, who's next? Emily, what's in there? There's only a few items left. Oh, 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 they're good ones. Oh, a set of keys. 
These are my church keys. For 19 years, I have not lost them much. <laughs> I, I normally hang them on a hook by my front door, but sometimes I don't. And then that's why I'm late for a lot of things most of the time, because I've lost my key. Who here has lost a set of keys? Here we go. Look, now we're starting to get a bit of a trend going now. Were you, were you next? glasses there we go who here has lost a set of glasses who's lost two pairs three pairs four we can keep going with it can't we and the last one john oh Uh, oh, there you go least uh, of these is a little pen so, how, you know, pens, we lose these, don't we? Stationery, stuff like that. So, it's stole, stolen. Do you steal them? No, they get stolen. Oh, they get stolen. Sorry, John, I thought you were confessing. Um, <laughs> bless you, thank you, my volunteers. Just want to give them a round of applause. <laughs> Up on the screen, if you could put, please, uh, Robert. Uh, the screenshot hopefully this is the top 20 that is by the daily express so you know give or take um so number one was keys okay then phone pens we lose pens all the time glasses sunglasses remote controls money we lose money down the back of the sofa fall out of the pocket because you don't put it in a wallet or you've lost your wallet uh socks our dog is a nightmare with my socks. It just runs out with the socks. That's it. Gone. I don't know where he puts them. I'll find them one day. Phone charger, bank cards, gloves, umbrella. I've never lost an umbrella. But, you know, I'm sure there are plenty of people to have. Headphones, wallet, lipstick. Uh, for those that wear lipstick. Uh, cosmetics, things, etc., etc. Memory sticks, jewellery. Diary, shoes, trainers, watch, hat. There's so many things there, aren't there, that we lose. Now, believe it or not, the average person spends about £4,480 over their lifetime replacing stuff they've lost. All of those people now look at each other and, yeah, that cost a fortune, didn't it? All those phones that you've lost each time, etc. Over four and a half thousand pounds. It's just amazing. Do you know the worst? This, this is mainly adults, okay? Who are the worst at losing things? Children. Children? What is wrong with you? But children lose the most stuff, okay? Typically, According to the Daily Express, isn't me? Right? They lose on average seven items per month. <laughs> seven items per month. You cost a fortune. <laughs> what are the main things? School jumpers. Yeah, we now we're now the parent there. Yeah, books, plimsolls, all those kind of things, all that kind of stuff. Socks and toys. It says actually, in fact, children lose more than a thousand items throughout their school years. <laughs> Who here has got children that are just starting school? Bless you, as you lose everything. <laughs> 
actually it says uh, a research, uh, that's the research by name tags. So I'll give them a little bit of credit for that as well. It's not my research, I'm, I'm giving that. Um, but the managing director said that schools are like the Bermuda Triangle for clothes and stationery. They just get lost, no one can find them at all. Alright? So the, just, I'm just feeding us in here to items we lose, things that we lose that are of value. So we've looked at things that we lose kind of every day, every month and through our lifetime. And in the Bible, Jesus talks in some parables and they're called the lost parables. Does anybody know where they are? We haven't lost them. They're in the Bible. They're in Luke. Sorry? Wow, Paul, that's brilliant. It's not even written up everywhere. It's right, it's not going to be written up. Luke 15, we have got the lost parables. Do we know what they are? Which ones? What, there's three of them. What are, we, what are, we, um, what's, what are they looking for? Coins? Sheep? Sun. Oh, we're good Christians this morning, aren't we? we? We know it. Well done. So yes, we've got the lost sheep, okay? The lost sheep. Um, we've got the lost coin, and we've got the lost son. And I'm just going to set the scene for you really quickly. I'm not going to read from the Bible. I'm just going to paraphrase a little bit. The scene is that Jesus is talking to uh, sinners, tax collectors, all the boo. Uh, ta- I shouldn't say tax collectors too much like that because there are probably from people who deal with tax these days and they're not all bad. Um, but at the time, at the time... They were really not too good, and everybody saw them as evil. And hang- Jesus was hanging out with these people. And one of the teachers of the law comes and criticises Jesus for being with these kind of unsavoury, sinful people that you shouldn't hang out with. Okay, But this is when Jesus answers them, and he says to them, and they would have understood this because a lot of them were very wealthy off of the money of people. And he says, say you have a hundred sheep and you lose one of them. You will do everything to go and find that one sheep, leaving the 99 behind. We just sung that. Leave the 99 behind. They're safe. They're safe. But there's one that's lost. And, And you go off and you find it. And when you bring it back, you celebrate. This is my sheep that I've lost. It is worth so much to me. And you call your neighbours in and you have a celebration. This is what it says in the scriptures. And then there's a lady who loses a coin. She has ten. She loses one. Might quick maths are she's still got nine. But she's lost one. And it says that she turns her entire house over looking for this one coin. Because it is so precious. And when she finds it, she calls in her neighbours and they celebrate that this coin that she'd lost, she's now found. She's only got ten. It's so valuable, this small amount. And the final parable, the lost son. He rejects everything that his father has got and has given him. And he demands... His inheritance from his father, even though his father is not dead. 
spends it all. Nothing left. Eating with the pigs to get food. Absolutely nothing left. And then he returns home to the father. We know this as the prodigal son story, or as some should call it, the good father story. Because it's all about the father taking back his son. The son is welcomed. He's clothed, ring on finger. The fattened calf is slaughtered for a feast. He's reinstated, but the older brother gets annoyed. Just like the teachers of the law right at the very beginning. And the father, in reply to the older, moaning son, says, this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. The thing that is important here is the value by which each of these people places upon the item that's lost. These items are so valuable to them that they will do anything, anything to find it. And that's what Easter is about. That is what Easter is about. We are so valuable in the sight of God. Whether you're a Christian here this morning or not, we are so valuable in the sight of God that he did everything to find us once again. And it is through the cross of Jesus Christ that we celebrated on Friday, a weird day to call Good Friday, but it was a good day. Because this gave us access once again to our Father, who we have been so lost in our sin, in everything that we have done. It is about how much the Father values us that he sent his only son to die. We've been lost, and through the cross of Jesus Christ, we have been found. We're going to spend just a little bit of time now in open prayer, just giving thanks to God for that. I just want us to stop at this moment and pray and give thanks to God that he has found us. If you're watching on live stream, you might not be able to hear the prayers, but please pray at home. And I'll round it off just praying for uh, the organisation that we are sponsoring this morning for the Easter offerings, the Children's Accomplished Trust. So maybe two or three of us can just give thanks to God for the cross and that we are found. Dear Father, we thank you for the cross. We thank you, Father, that you sent your son, you sent yourself to die so that we could be found, that we wouldn't have to die. Lord, we thank you for those parables of what Jesus was saying there, that you literally turned over everything to find us. And Father, we can say nothing but thank you this morning. Thank you that we can live in resurrection life and resurrection power this morning because we were lost and now we are found. 
And Father, we thank you for the work of uh, uh, Children's Accomplished Trust. Father, we just thank you for uh, all of the work that's going on there. Lord, we thank you for the monies that have come in uh, to help support this wonderful charity. And I pray, Lord, that you would continue to bless the trustees, the workers, and all of those that are affected by the, uh, the, the prayers and the money that has been offered for our Easter offering. We thank you for this organisation, Lord, and we pray that you bless them. And we pray that people will come to know Jesus through this. I pray this in your name, Father. Amen. Holly is going to read uh, a little bit of scripture to us this morning. And uh, do you want me to say where it is, Holly? Okay, thanks, Holly. That's good, right? John 20, uh, verse 11 to 18. So please, if you can, listen. Great. Thank you, Holly. Jesus appears to Mary Magdalene. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white, seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and another at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realise that it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it that you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabbi, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news. I have seen the Lord, she told them, that he had said these things to her. Lovely. Thank you, Holly. But she did not realise it was Jesus. Thinking he was the gardener. In Luke 24, the road to Emmaus, verse 15, there were two disciples walking. Jesus came up and walked walked alongside with them. But they were kept from recognising him. Jesus continues to walk with them asking what had happened and they explained what had happened in Jerusalem regarding the death of Jesus. From verse 30, it says, When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognised him and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, what, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned to Jerusalem, where they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, it is true, the Lord has risen as has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what happened on the way and how Jesus was recognised them when, uh, by them when he broke the bread. While they were still talking about this, Jesus stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. 
It's not a normal start to your Sunday morning. Where Mary goes with the spices to embalm Jesus, finds the tomb open, has a random conversation with a couple of angels, as if that was normal on a Sunday morning, turns around and doesn't recognise her saviour, thinking he was just the gardener. The road to Emmaus, chatting away with some random fella that comes up alongside them. Have a meal with them, good disciples. Welcome them in, let's have a chat. Tell you what's happened in Jerusalem. Instantly, Jesus reveals himself to them and then he's gone. And then when they're all in this upper room, doors locked, hiding, afraid, Jesus stands in the middle of them and says, peace be with you. I, could, I, just, I just love to see the faces of these disciples when Jesus is just there. Bang! In his resurrection body, peace be with you. Whoa! Startled and frightened. They're the words that we've kind of uh, interpreted. That's what it means in scripture. I think some are probably running for the door. Trying to get out of there. What is this? He's a ghost. Don't know what you think about Jesus on this one. Maybe I'm a little bit naughty with this, but I think he was test driving his resurrection body. I think he was just like, yeah, this is what the father said it would be like. And he's just going from place to place, revealing who he is, and then bang, he's gone. Is this the greatest game of hide-and-seek ever played on earth? God does show up. A lot. He's not very good at (laughs) hide-and-seek. God shows up a lot. I witnessed this last Sunday. I was at a church uh, visiting uh, in-laws. And uh, end of our, our service, we've had communion. Just praying, finish the service, and this random lady just comes up to me and just taps me on the shoulder and she just said, I feel God wants me to say this to you. I'm not going to share what it was because that was for me. But she shared it. She couldn't have been more accurate than two plus two is four of what's going on for me at the moment. And I was blown away. Why would God show up in a church in Lydney to me? Why? But he did. He showed up. God shows up so many times. I know I'm having a bit of fun here with with this kind of a hide-and-seek kind of thing, okay? But the emphasis is that through the death and resurrection of Jesus, we've been lost and now we are found. And God keeps showing up in so many random ways and places, just like Jesus did in all of our lives. It's not a big game of hide and seek. It's actually the greatest thing that ever happened that could change the course of eternity 
for humans, for mankind, for humankind, that we have access once again directly to our Heavenly Father. John's Gospel actually goes on to say in verse 30 of chapter 20 that Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. (laughs) I want to know more. I want to know what the other things were that Jesus did as a sign in front of his disciples. But what we've got is all we need in Scripture. But it says, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. It's through our belief and faith in Jesus Christ, his death and resurrection, that we can have life in his name. Jesus appearing to so many of his followers in his new resurrection body. Let's face it, he's in his new resurrection body. He's not in the old body, they knew. It's a new resurrection body that he is literally going about the place, revealing himself to all of his disciples to show that he is king, he is the Messiah, He has defeated death on the cross. He said he would do what he would do and that they can have life in his new resurrection body. That they too would also have that as well. And we have to ask the question of us this morning, 2,000 or so years later, do you believe that Jesus is the King, that he is the Messiah, the Son of God. Do you believe that at the cross, death lost, sin lost, Jesus won, which means we win. We win through the cross of Christ. For many of us here this morning, we believe that. There may be some that are here this morning or watching online that don't. I want you to know this morning how valued you are in the eyes of the Father. You are so valued that his son died on a cross. But that cross is empty. And the tomb is empty. The tomb is empty. Have you got life in his name this morning? I'm not talking about life in general where the heart is beating, etc. Have you got life? Life to the full. Life everlasting. Eternity in heaven. We have all been lost because of the sin and the fall of mankind. Jesus said in response to Zacchaeus, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Maybe for those of you 
here this morning that have been found. You've got one thing to do for Jesus. Don't hide him away for starters. Don't disguise Jesus in your life. But go seek and save the lost. It may be that some of you here this morning feel like you've wandered a bit. Wandered away from the cross of Christ. Come home. Come home to Jesus. It's as simple as that. We live in a world that will pull you away from the cross. And this morning you need to come home to Jesus. Come home to the empty tomb. Come home to the revelation that Jesus is King. Jesus is Messiah. And for those of you this morning that you are completely unsure if you have been found and have that relationship with Jesus, I say, as Jesus said to Zacchaeus, salvation can come to you today. You are that lost sheep. You are that lost coin, that lost son. But Jesus values you so much that he turned over the whole of creation and death itself to find you. It's a simple message. But it confuses our minds, the death and the resurrection. We can have life in all of its fullness because of Jesus Christ. This Easter Sunday. So wherever you are on that spectrum that I've just mentioned this morning, I want to pray for you. And then we're going to uh, sing our last song. So let's just be silent for a moment. Ponder on where you are right now this morning on Resurrection Sunday. And let me pray for you. Father, I pray for each and every single person here this morning. I thank you for them. I thank you, Father, that you sent your Son to die for every single one of us on earth that has lived and that will ever live. And Father, the question that we have to ask this morning is, do we believe that your Son is the Messiah? Do we believe that he rose again? so that we can have life in all its fullness. Father, I believe. I believe that your Son is the Messiah, the Son of God. And for those as well here this morning, Lord, that also believe, Father, would you just empower them with your Holy Spirit, that they wouldn't hide themselves, they wouldn't hide Jesus away inside, that that light would shine. That, Father, the world is crying out for a Saviour. And 2,000 years on, they're still crying for a saviour. And Father, I pray for every single person here this morning that knows you as Lord and saviour, that they would be those that go out and find the lost. That you would empower them, Father, with your Holy Spirit. For those, Father, that maybe have wandered like the prodigal son, Father, you just want to welcome them home. And I pray for them this morning that they would want to come home, that they wouldn't want to mess with the world anymore. And for those here this morning that do not know you at all, 
Father, I thank you for them and I pray this morning that their hearts would be stirred to ask, who is this Jesus? Who is this so-called Messiah, this so-called Son of God? Father, I pray that you would fill us all now, whoever we are, with your Holy Spirit, that we may have life to the full. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.